A beautiful morning to you right here from the studios of Agidi Boys 8.7 FM, located in Ibadan, the capital city of your state, southwest Nigeria. You welcome to National Discourse. I am Yusuf Adebayo Gray. Yes, you know that it's on this show that um, we have conversations with the who is who in Nigerian politics and governance to discuss the inside story of how governance works in this country. Sometimes we get uh, personal about their political journey so far. Sometimes we get personal about um, their adventure into governance. Last week, you will recall that on this show, we played host to the special advisor to President Muhammad Buhari on political matters, uh, Senator Baba Femi Ojudu, uh, who went deep into um, his disenchantment with legislative politics in Nigeria and, of course, legislative administration as well. We had a whole lot of conversation about the rot in that system and that arm of governance and how it fell out of love with uh, the strong will of a politician to want to change the things the way things work using the legislative arm of government as a means to that end of course we also touch on a number of other things too particularly with his background as a journalist and how that redefined his approach towards politics it was a two-part interview and here today we are going to uh, listen to the second part of that interview this is the concluding part of our interview on national discourse with senator babafemi ojudu and it is an intriguing conversation please join me as i welcome on the show again for today senator babafemi ojudu thank you for joining us and um i, I want us to move into um you know your your you are currently serving with um, president Mamadou yes. Harry, as a matter yes. of fact, you were an ardent critic of the administration of former President Goodluck Jonathan. I right. particularly recall in a television interview, I like how you're admitting it anyway. Um, yes. In a television interview aired in 2015, um, you criticized mm -hmm. the administration for, mm -hmm. according to you, its inability to take responsibility. And we have yes. come to a point in time where many Nigerians will tell you that, you know what, the president is always shocked at new development in this country. So where is the place of taking responsibility? How well, right. as the president, you know, I mean, President Mohamed Buhari, how well has he fared compared to the criticism that he leveled uh, against I, I, the administration I can, I can, of I someone like this. I can tell you this, I can tell you this, that at no time, at no time, mm -hmm. and I'm saying this with all sense of responsibility, has the president refused to take responsibility for whatever problems has raised up its head in this country at no time. Security no here. Time. We are talking porous border here. We are talking economy okay, here. We, okay, let us talk. Let us talk about security. Yes, there are challenges. Mm. There are security challenges, and at every point in time, you go and look at it. He's calling the military. He's calling the police for a meeting. He's doing one thing or the other. He's making pronouncements here and there. You know, so I'm, I'm not. So that does not. That's not an indication that he's not taking responsibility. You have to. You have to look at it. You know, is it the, our military? Our security apparatus was beheaded many years back, particularly from 1992. Was that no 1990 during the Okaku? Mm. Our military, our security system was beheaded. They were starved of fund so that they could not uh, do coups or whatever. You know, trainings became uh, you know became uh, something that should not be regular. Equipment were not bought where they are bought. Fake equipment, 
were bought. And, uh, you know, <laughs> people became less motivated. You know, you need to know the condition of the military when Buhari took over. You know, money were voted to fight wars in the Northeast. It was shared by some politicians. They stole the money. And the president, when he came in, started investigating, uh, you know, arresting those who were arrested and locking them up and all, and all of those things. Gradually now, you know, he's beginning to buy equipment. You know, people, uh, personnel have been, have been trained. You know, confidence is being brought back. You know, but the problem, it was already a mess. And it takes time to solve all of these problems. And as that is going on... Eh, takes a lot of time. Is, I mean, this is six years now, right? right the president right, still right, needs more time right, to fix this problem. Six years, my brother, six years is not a long time in the life of a nation. I'm telling you, hmm. I'm, you have to believe that. If a problem had been there for close to 30 years and more or more, you cannot clear, you know, it's a situation whereby a lot of our personnel, those who should be planning policies and strategies, became, got involved in politics for so many years. They were administrators, they were commissioners, they were governors, they were head agencies and all of that. And, you know, all of the resources, most of the resources that were, that were voted, you know, for, for equipment and every other thing, you know, were divided to some other things. Look, I was, I was uh, a member of the uh, Committee for Defense of the Senate. Okay. And in the heat of the Boko Haram campaign, we took a tour. We saw soldiers who were sent to the war front wearing bedroom slippers. We saw soldiers who said they were being given a sachet of nudu per day to feed on. We saw soldiers who said they were supplied bulletproof vests that were fake. That if, if they shot at them, it would penetrate those bulletproof vests. As a member of Committee of the Defense in the Senate, I, 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 I got, we got all of this information. You know, because of corruption, people were stealing. People were buying the wrong equipments. People were not, you know, were taking money for trainings that were not provided. So all of these things, you know, this man has been trying to write. The all junkie has been trying to write. Now you are talking of uh, to uh, uh, fighters being brought in, uh, tanks, military tanks being brought in, people going for training, uh, equipment now being you know sold to Nigerians. And as that is going on, the issue of terrorism is getting complicated. We used to have only uh, Boko Haram. Now we have uh, ISWAP. You know we have all kinds of we have banditry. We have issues of kidnapping here and there. Our population is ballooning. You know. Unemployment is tearing us in the face. There is no, there is no, this government as it stands today cannot solve all of this problem in two times. The man can lay a foundation. You know, he can begin to tell people, this is the way things should be done. Whoever then, you know, he will lay the foundation, he will do his bit, somebody else will come again and do his bit. Then we have a culture of service, a culture of maintenance, a culture of uh, anti-corruption, a culture of doing things right. And, uh, but to think for any individual, any Nigerian, to think that a problem could be solved in four years or six years, it is not going to happen. It, it is an illusion. It is, a, we are talking of the life of a nation. We are not talking of the life of an individual. We are talking of a nation that has been neglected over the years. Why Why are we just now trying to renew rail lines that were constructed by, by colonial masters? Why? At the heat of our wealth from uh, petrochemicals, from, from, from petrodollar, we fail to do all those things. Why are we just trying to do it? Mm. We fail to build mega roads. Why are we just trying to do it? You know, we fail to build uh, big and uh, standard uh, uh, airports and all of that. Our universities are degenerating. We fail to renew them, mm. you know, over the years. So this man met all of these rocks. 
and he's doing his bed day and night, as old as he is, working very hard, not taking anything from himself, for himself, not stealing, you know, and questioning those who are stealing. And those who are stealing are now conspiring against him and doing all kinds of things, calling up agitators in Yoruba land, agitators in Nimbo land, uh, bandits in the north, to make him look ridiculous. Yes, he know, he is aware that this will happen. It has happened to him before. A man who came to power in 1984 and said, look, I'm bloody fooled IMF and opted for economic nationalism. A man who arrested all politicians who were who 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 corrupt, locked them, locked them up, tried them and sent them to jail. A man who is treated well against his discipline. And then again, said that no or no account must individuals take the money belonging to the state for themselves. They conspired against him. Within a short period of time, they removed him. And our problem got worse. And the twilight of his life, he has come back again to, to, to solve the problem again. In trying to solve it, they are also mobilizing against, against him again. You know? So, I mean, <laughs> it's, it, 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 it's as simple as that. The bad elements in this country are overwhelming the good ones. And that's what all of you journalists must begin to talk about, yes. Okay, so Mr. Bebafemi Ojudu, here's yes. the thing. Uh, over the yes. course of hosting this show, I've had the chance and the privilege yes. to interact with a lot of people, particularly people who are working in, the, in this current um, dispensation. And it's yes. amazing and impressive how you all come to the defense of Mr. President. That yes. could be, you know, apparently you're working with him, you you yes. have your loyalty, your allegiances with him. That's yes. one. Yes. Two, could yes. be from a point of having insider information about how things are running in the inside, yes. or, or which not every Nigerian might have, might be privy to. Yes. Question right. is this: the situation seems to be different outside of the Asorop. Many yes. Nigerians are criticizing the president, right, for serious cases of insecurity, for mm -hmm. a degrading economy, for the mm -hmm. general lifestyle of people just on the backside over time. Why is there mm -hmm. a disconnect from the reality of the Nigerian people? Okay. against what the presidency thinks or what the people around the presidency feels. Okay. I'm, not, I'm not interested that the president is perfect, not at all. Hmm. No human being is perfect, you know. What we are saying is that this man is genuine. This man is committed. This man is not fraudulent. When when bread was 10 naira, fella wrote about it and said, Nakoko lo ibi. you know, 20 years to come, we will complain about prices of things. In America today, people are still complaining about a lot of things. That is society. You know, we, we bit by bit, block by block, solve problems of humanity. No government can solve it alone. No government. You know, somebody will come, he will pick and solve. Ambassador came. You know, he solved the problem of uh, our crazy telephony system. Now we have taken that for granted. But I can challenge you today. I can challenge you. I challenge journalists. One thing that you cannot say this man has done is to say that he has stolen the resources of this country. You mm. can never, nobody can, can point to what he has stolen, you know? So for me, that, that means quite a lot. It shows that, you know, it's, it's selfless. It shows that he's sincere. For a man who has been GOC, who has been governor of the entire Northeast, when it was just a state, for a man who has been the minister in charge of our oil or petroleum, for a man who had been head of state before, and yet nobody, as stringent as the, as the criticism is, Nobody could point out to what he has stolen. There must be something to that man. How many Nigerians can be like that? Is, is he aware you of know, all of this criticism? Is he aware? He's very much aware. He's very much aware. He's, 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 to he's, he's also very... Sometimes when you go to meetings with him, he's even hard on himself. Hmm. You know? So it's hard on him. It's not that he's not listening to the, He's listening to Nigerians. 
and he's speaking and solving the problem one after the other. But it's because he's taciturn. He doesn't talk much. When it is time for him to talk, he will talk. When it's time to keep quiet and walk, he will walk. Look, and several other things like that. You know? So let's 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 be history. History is going to judge him differently from the way people are talking about him now. Because Nigerians tend to, to reflect when you are no longer there. They will look back and say, ah, this man did well. We didn't know that. You know, I was in Abuja in 2011, 2012. I was in that Abuja when uh, the United Nations office was bombed by mm-hmm. Boko Haram. Yes. The police headquarters was bombed. Yes. Uh, there was a, a mall that was bombed. There was a park in uh, in uh, Malabar that was bombed. You are thinking bombs were going on in Abuja. Bomb went off in the, in the mosque in Kano. They even attacked uh, the area of Kano on the street, and that led to his death. Even Buhari himself in Kaduna, he was driving in Kaduna. The bomb is very he almost died. Nobody is talking about all of that. And some of these things have stopped. But suddenly, we are, we are hearing of bandits. Yes, the bandits are there, and every day, mayors have been taken. To, to take them, to take them out. Mayors have been taken to take out kidnappers, but it cannot be achieved in a day. Nigerians also need to cooperate. Nigerians also need to point out those people who are collaborating with these evil elements to give the government of Buhari a bad name. You know, mm-hmm. Buhari is not sleeping. He's not saying that things are, are rosy now. No. Then when you are talking of expensive food stuff, I was reading the story yesterday uh, online that even in America, in Canada, all over the world, you know, foods are become expensive because for a whole year, most farmers could not go to farm due to COVID. It is that effect of that that we are all experiencing now. I'm a farmer. You know, I couldn't do as much farming as, as I would have loved to do last year. We were not going out. We could not go to farm. Everybody was afraid, you know. So the effect of it is, is already in the market, in the cost of food, in the availability of some, some farm products. So I believe that as this thing better out, as things get better, more farmers can free themselves, you know, and go to farm. Our own people got commanded by the issue of banditry. People are afraid that they could be kidnapped if they go to the farm. But I can assure you, every day, those bandits are being taken out. Every day. Every day, uh, Boko Haram guys are being taken out. Shekau, who was there for so many years, has been taken out. Nobody's even talking about that, you know. Those who are troubling this country, either they are taken out or they are arrested and, and locked up. You know, the, moment, the more we do of those things, the more the insecurity problem will be solved and the more relieved Nigerians are going to be. So let's let's be patient. Let's cooperate with the government. Worry is not against criticism. No. And I keep saying this. Even people like us who are inside, sometimes we are more critical of the government than those of you who are out there. So it's not against it. But what we are saying is that the criticism that is based on falsehood, you know, you wake up one morning, a major supervisor is reporting that the DG of NECO was uh, assassinated in his house in Mina, strangulated when he came back from work. Only for the family to say, no, foul, it's a lie. Mm. It's not true. You know, our man had been in hospital for months. He died of sickness. Look at that kind of thing. And this, this situation out there was, the, oh, full of people have gone to kill uh, that man, you know, in his house in, in, as a reprisal for the killing of uh, uh, a northerner in Oweri. You know, all of those things. These are falsehood. So people are behind these things. It's not accident. It's not accidental. You know, so there is so much falsehood going on there. People are basing their opinion on falsehood. You know, sometimes you cannot even know you don't, you, don't, you are not able to distinguish between uh, what is true and what is what is false. And we journalists are also culpable. The so-called social media practitioners are culpable. 
those things are capable of destroying this country and we have to stop it. Right. Thank you very much, Mr. Ojedu. Now let's go yes. away from administration. Let's get into the yes. thick waters of politics now, particularly yes. party politics and electoral politics, right? I'm sure yes. it's are intriguing conversations for you to, to have at the moment right now, keeping um, yes. in perspective what, what is in stock. But I would like to start mm -hmm. from this. And this is going to be um, a straight-up question. How are things mm -hmm. between yourself, Mr. Babafemi Ojedu, and... Mm the incumbent governor of Ikiti State, Dr. Kareli mm. Fayemi. Mm. Dr. Fayemi is my junior brother. He's also my friend. Uh, and because of his position as governor today, he's leader of our party, so I can refer to him as my leader. That's it. Mm -hmm. No bad blood, no animosity in any No, way. no, no. Again, that's where people get it wrong. That you, crit that you criticize someone or somebody in government does not mean that you're enemies. Does not, does not, it's not indicative of bad blood. Okay. But you know, there is this simplicity in our populace. The moment you say, okay, uh, things are not being, being done right, this is what should be done, people begin to assume that there is bad blood. And they go to and say, ah, this man is abusing you. Criticism is not abuse. It's not. It's not. In fact, if I'm in government and I have no critics, I will create critics by myself. Okay. Because Hopefully, it is, it is, yes. Continue. It is by, it is by, it's by having people look at what you are doing, telling you, your inadequacies that you can improve on yourself, even as an individual. You know, if you have friends who are always praising you, who are not telling you that, look, this is not right. This is, do not do things this way. Then you are lost. Mm. You are lost. Mm. Then you become a victim of ego. You know, so I, I'm, I don't see him as, a, as my enemy. I do not, uh, I see him as my governor. I see him as a leader of my party. I see him as a brother and a friend. And I I, I want to, I, I want to pray for him to succeed. If there are things he's doing that, uh, Vindicative of his not succeeding, mm -hmm. I will try to tell him, you know, personally and, and in close it. If I do not have that opposition, I can then come to the public, mm -hmm. you know, for the sake of our party, for the sake of our state, and for the sake of our country, I'll come into the public and in a respectable, you know, uh, manner without being disagreeable. I will, I will let the word more. Yeah. Now, that, that is what brought up the question I just asked. How yes. often do you interact with Dr. Kaya Defiami? Well, we, we, well, in his first time as governor, we we were very close. We used to see almost uh, on a weekly basis. We used to talk on phone, exchange text messages, and all of that. Well, uh, because of the fact that you know uh, we were opponents in the last election, okay. it, it, you know it strained our relationship a bit. But that does not mean that then we have become enemies. No, no, no. All right, you know, I still, I still talk to him. We, we exchange messages. You could see that uh, when I was sixty, he took he took out a he took out a newspaper advert. You know, con congratulating me. I. I exchanged messages with him, his wife. When he had COVID, I was I went public, you know, commiserating with him and praying that uh, he recovers uh, quickly. All of that. So, I, I I don't have enemies really. I don't. I don't. I don't. I can't afford to have enemies. It's not my style. Yeah. Cool. Now, the, the question I'm about to ask you, it's very yes. important to clear the air on it. And uh, yes. this, funnily, does not have to do with you directly, but it has to do with someone yes. you're very close to. Yes. Over time, there has been insinuation repeatedly about yes. some alleged rift between Governor Kaya Defiemi and yes. the national leader of the APC who happens to be your friend and someone yes. you've worked with over time. Yes. That's Ashwa Jubala yes. What extent of truism is in that? Well, again, I, I don't have information regarding that. Thank okay. God you said it's not about me. Uh, what happened between uh, a leader and one of his followers, mm -hmm. well, could just pass, I've stayed between them. 
I well, wouldn't one know, would honestly. expect that you will, given it's, that you know you're exactly, pretty close exactly. to both of them. No, 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 no. I mean, um, in the last one year, I've I've seen uh, fire me in the tete a tete with Tinubu more than five times. Mm-hmm. You know, when Jack Jack and this uh, died at the eighth day uh, funeral ceremony, they sat together, and all of the time they were together, they were they were holding conversations. And they been indicative of all things being fine between both of them. I, I believe that things are fine. I, honestly, I don't have any evidence of a rift between them. If I have, I will let you know. I'm a very, you know, frontal person. Okay. Now, um, let, let's talk about this newspaper, this um, article that you put out a yes. while ago. Particularly, yes. you know, you were widely criticized for it, and that was the article yes. titled "The Sunday yes. Doho I Knew." Yes. You reviewed your encounter with a controversial activist, right? Yes. And one is one is forced to, I mean, you are a writer, and I know that right. as someone who fundamentally is a journalist, got into the waters mm. of politics sometimes, and right. can be pretty right. itchy, and you want to just yes. put things together. What brought about no. the idea? Why did you, why did everything, you decide everything to write? I've written, everything I've written in life has been considered. It's not, they are not products of Asian pen or Asian hand. Every word, every comma, every full stop mm. you have seen in that, in that article, Yes. Every tenor of it. You that know, is you, I, your choice to, from expressing that, how you feel about it. That is that is that is me. I stand by it hundred percent. I will write the same thing tomorrow, day after, until I die. How, how do you take in the criticism that were leveled up against you? It's, as, it is uh, normal, you know. Ignore, there are too many ignorant people in society, you know. So it is normal. I don't even consider it as any problem at all. If I, as a journalist, who criticize people when I was practicing, I expect people to also criticize me when I write. Or when I do something, so it's normal. I, I, I it makes me see people for who they are. It makes me measure your, your 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 knowledge, your capacity, your ability to reflect, your depth and everything, you know. And if you look at it, you know, talking seriously now, go back to that article, look at what is happening now, and come back to me and see how do you feel, how do you think, what what do you think, you know. So you see, when you, when 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 writers. You know, are supposed to see beyond today. Are supposed to see what majority of people do not see. Mm-hmm. That is why you are a writer. That's mm-hmm. why you are you are you are a person of reflection. Mm-hmm. You know, in the middle, you could be criticized for it. Matters will begin to unfold that reveal the prism of what you have what you have pulled out. So I wouldn't want to say more than that. Yeah. Cool. Fine. It's it's okay. Now yes. you in in your response to my immediate last question, you mentioned two yes. things that you know as a writer you're supposed to be futuristic. You're supposed to see what yeah. other people do not see. So I'm yes. going to ask you the next two questions. Those two questions yes. are heavily dependent on those ideas that you put forward now. You okay. Know, yeah. Futuristic and the rest <clears> of it. Now, I do not think there are a lot of people who um, it would be appropriate for us to ask these questions aside mm-hmm. you. Okay. Ashwa Jubala Ahmed, you know, 2023, mm. presidency. Yes. Three words have become mm. synonymous. In the past mm-hmm. couple of months, we've had mm. posters flying around. We've had, um, you know, groups come out to say, oh, we're doing this. But no official statement yet. Mm-hmm. In the inner carcass of, you know, yourself and himself and the people mm-hmm. that you, you mm-hmm. sort of interact together, are, are there, what was the situation like? What's, what's the atmosphere like? Is, is well, let me put this straight up there. Is bad eyeing the president? Well, let, let me say, let me say that uh, you know, uh, Ashwajibla Ahmed Tinubu is most qualified, he's, he's very qualified. Hmm. 
you know, to run for president of Nigeria. Okay. But as, as I'm talking to you, yes, I've never been in any meeting where he's telling anybody that it's going. 2023 is getting closer. Mm. They they are anxious. Who is going to run? Who is not going to run? Mm. Who who will get their force to support some, somebody who they think may run? This okay. for me, I think, is what is happening. But I can okay. assure you, if Achiwaju is going to run, I'll be one of the first 10 Nigerians, you know, who to will know, know for a fact. If, if he, has, he hasn't now. said it, if he hasn't no, said no. it, that's fine. No, Does no, his no, body no. language suggest that you'll be towing that line of thought in any case? Honestly, body language, again, I'm not very good at reading body language. Honestly, I, I read books, I read lips, I, I want to hear words. But body language, honestly, I've been hearing of that term and I've not succeeded in being an expert in reading body language. Really? I, I can recommend yes. some books to you since you read books. Please, and these please, books are about please. body language. I, I, so I, I can I do would that love for to you. have that, please. I love, <laughs> I love books. I would like to read that. The second part of my question. Yes. You, sir. Yes. Ekiti State. Yes. Next election. What's going to happen? Are you well, it, contemplating it at all? Are you thinking about running for the governorship of Ekiti State? The, the election in the election in the Kitty State is coming up June next year. Yes. The nomination and primary comes up, I'm told, in January. Okay. Uh <clears throat> it, it yearns for good governance. Hmm. It, it yearns for somebody to take up the mantle from uh, Governor Card, if I am okay. I can assure you that come next year, another member of our party will take the mantle leadership from Dr. Kadi Fahim. Whether I want to be the one to take that, to take on that, to take that baton from him or somebody else, we have to be decided by our party members, you know? And, you know, this, and that's what I said. This thing should not be about personal ambition. It's not, it should not be about ego. Hmm. It should be about, look, we have looked at it. All party members, leaders, sympathizers, leaders at both local level and national level, supporters, I say, look, we have looked at it. Who can do it better? Who can who can who can serve our party and our state and our country better? Mm. And they now point directions at someone. Mm. At the end of the day, whoever this the personal yes. conviction of whoever fingers have been pointed at also matters yes. in the grand scheme of things. Yes. Yes. So we wait. Let us okay. see the fingers out first. Mm. Does any finger seem to be pointing at your direction? Do you see any uh, finger pointing at your direction? Interestingly, you know, I, I, I lost my glasses a couple of days ago. I just got one back today. Hopefully, now that I have my glasses back, let me I wait to see if I can see the fingers. Okay, so we'll come back to have this conversation again then. Okay, thank you very much. <laughs> All right. Um, thank you very much, Mr. Babafemi Ojudu. Thank, thank you for thank you. your time. Um, I... Yes, an intriguing one right there. I told you that the tell hall conversation with Senator Babafemi Ojudu, the special advisor to President Muhammadu Buhari on political matters. Of course, we have been able to touch on several parts to his person as a politician, as a lawmaker, as a former lawmaker in this case, right, as a journalist, and of course, also as a, as, um, a political player. Thank you so much for joining us on this final, the conclusive part of our conversation with Senator Babafemi Ojudu. Next week, Friday by 10 a.m. is another time to join us on National Discourse, where again, we will be engaging someone else in the political terrain of nigeria yes and of course um i promise you that's going to be another intriguing conversation thank you very much for joining us once again i am yusuf adebayo gray and please do have a beautiful day
Thank you.